shall abide in your tabernacle, Lord, who shall dwell on your hill? Who shall abide you are on hearing the voice of today's guest mountain. on The Cubic Report, Tell me, the voice of Sonia King. This is from her album, A Time for Everything, and she sings the song, O Lord, Who Shall Abide. Sonia King is a gifted musician and composer who I have come to admire over the past few years. Welcome to our podcast, Sonia. Well, nice, nice of you to have me, Vic. Thank you so much. I am so honored to be able to have someone that I have gotten to know through your music and then later found out where you lived and, and a little bit of your history and found that uh, we have crossed paths at places where we've studied and also people that we've met over the years. So that's been wonderful. So I've gotten to know Sonia mostly through her music. Our church hymnal contains two of her songs that we regularly sing, Be Not Afraid, My People, which is one of our staples, and the other one is Glory to Thy Name, uh, both of them that are very, very beautiful songs. And uh, I, I have been a accompanist in church, and I remember accompanying them many times and, and just didn't uh, know exactly who this Sonia King was, and here I am, I'm talking to her. So I'd like to tell you a little bit about uh, her. Sonia's music came to my attention when I was in a car with friends in, in the Seattle, Washington area, and her music was playing. It caught my attention, and I was wanting to inquire more. I had, again, seen her name, but just on those two hymns, and didn't realize that she had an extensive number of songs that she has recorded, but mostly I was fascinated by the fact that they were her own compositions and her own lyrics. Then I found out what her website was and found that she lived in London, England. Uh, for some reason I thought with my friends that she was a local musician in the Northwest of the United States. But she lives in London, England, and that is where she is right now. So I found her website and ordered a few of her CDs, and I found that the music just really resonated with me. I just fell in love with every single one of her songs and created my own playlists over the past three or four years and listened to them regularly. From the album covers, I found the names that were common in both her life in the United Kingdom and mine, in the United States and other places. And so I thought, well, there's no better way to get acquainted than to do a podcast. And so that's where we are. So here we are, Sonia. Uh, we're glad to have you. Well, thank you very much. That was uh, a, quite an introduction. I appreciate this opportunity, Vic. Music is a very special thing. Praising God, worshiping him is, is an important thing. If one has received a gift from God and others have said that I have received such a gift, then one must use that gift. And if there are listeners out there today, men or women, who feel inspired by the scriptures they read in the Bible, then use that gift to praise and worship our creator God, because he does take notice, he does listen, and the words and the music that we sing to him does indeed give God great pleasure. So I do thank you for this opportunity to speak about music and my music. 
and I suppose mm -hmm. there are many people out there, or well, not many really, because I haven't produced large quantities of, of each album, but those people who have at least one of my albums, I hope that over the years it has given them inspiration and joy and has indeed helped them through some difficult times. And we certainly have been through in these last couple of years a difficult period and it's, it would be easy to get a little bit down. But we must recognise the times that we are living in and discern that things have changed dramatically and yet with the sorrows, with the trials, there is the springtime of singing that we must rejoice in and it is a time to sing and rejoice and to praise God and to seek the Lord. Well, I just find that that is exactly the way your music has affected me. Like you said, the music really harmonizes with the feelings that we have. And during the last two years of the COVID epidemic or pandemic in the world, and you know, having all the uncertainties in the world and even the Ukraine war and, and all, all that, your music has brought hope. It, it, more than just singing pretty words or singing beautiful melodies, but it really has connected with the people as I see from other testimonials that people have written about your music. And it certainly has has with me. I mean, I, I just kind of binge, like I've told you in my emails, I binge listen to you sometimes and hear some of the songs many times through. Well, <clears throat> well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that it does help people, does inspire them, lift them up. Um, because as I say, we are living in a very difficult time. Um, I do spend a lot of time on the lyrics um, as well as the music, but the lyrics to me are very, very important. They have to be accurate to scripture. They have to tell a story, so to speak. Um, but and, and people that play or sing my music, I do ask that they, they don't change the lyrics. Um, sometimes I do hear uh, perhaps a recording of someone doing one of my songs and they sometimes do change the lyrics and I do ask that they don't do that. Um, they may think it sounds better a certain way but but that's you know very few uh, instances where that has happened but it, it gives me encouragement too to know that uh, people like yourselves have benefited from these songs which God has according to my understanding and my how I feel about it has God has definitely inspired these songs to be written one thing I would like to know about you is uh, how you started with all this uh, it's interesting that uh, it kind of came as you know you're coming to find out more about your talent perhaps by entering a music contest a songwriting contest and then you kind of discovered yourself or others discovered you. Tell us about well, how you started. <clears throat> well, I wouldn't say I was having discovered. Um, but um, yes, I was 17 years of age. I, <clears throat> I studied into uh, teachings of a certain church, Church of God. And I came to understand about the Sabbath. And I started to keep the Sabbath uh, in January 1977. Now, a few weeks after attending, I heard the minister announce a songwriting competition for the church youth 
YOU, it was a, a youth organization of the church. And, and the prize, so to speak, was to have that song on an LP, a long playing vinyl album. That really, really inspired me. So I, I started spending much of my time after school and at weekends trying to write my first song. I had two months to do so. Now, I was kept trying and trying and trying. And the deadline, the deadline date was approaching. The deadline date was Monday, the 25th of April, which was coming very close. Now, this was then the Friday, the 22nd, and I hadn't yet composed a song. And I had about half an hour to write something to then dash to the post box to post it in time so it would arrive by the Monday. I had half an hour and nothing was coming and I just suddenly came to my mind, I've got to change the approach. I've got to, I've got to, I'll just blow this bazooka in America. I think they call it a kazoo. I'll, let me just get my kazoo. Let's, let me just blow something through it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so anyway, I was, a, I was in a desperate situation basically. And I blew out through this kazoo bazooka and it was a lovely chin. So I quickly just jotted down. I thought, right, and the words suddenly came to me very quickly. I wrote, I think, three or four verses. I then had to record that. Uh, then I had to package it up and say, well, I was very pleased. I had something. I managed to record it. I managed to uh, package it up. I then ran out of the door. It was about, I had about two minutes to get to the post box. I ran up the hill. I ran across the road and as I arrived at the post box, the delivery, the postman came. I had just made it in that moment. Now, the end of that story is a week later, the organizer of the, the competition, Giovanni Correa, uh, a church member, told me that I was one of two winners. There was a boy and a girl winner. And I was delighted. And I thought, great, my song is going to be on an LP. Um, but then he said, I'd like you to sing it in the studio yourself. And I was just over the moon. Um, when you're 17 and young, and you know, it was decades ago, you are excited to know that you could be in a recording studio. Anyway, so I was one of the winners. And the day came in June, June the 12th, the Sunday, that I was on a bus and I was heading to, I think, Euston Station in London. And I happened to see... One of my teachers, I thought I saw near Trafalgar Square, uh, opposite St. Martin's in the Fields, one of my teachers from Rosa Bassett School, a, a particular teacher um, named Miss Kenrick, who, who seemed to encourage me in, in my music endeavours at the school. And I remember her saying to me years prior, she said that perhaps I would make a record one day. And... That in itself, years before this competition, was enough to, to inspire me and to encourage me musically. So there I was, I was heading off to Euston Station, and as I said, it seemed to me that I saw, I saw her near Trafalgar Square. And that was a real boost. And I went up to um, Wellingborough, um, and I was met by the competition organiser, Giovanni Correa. We went to Beck Studio in Wellingborough. And I recorded my first song, Blue Skies.
Blue Skies. <laughs> is is what is on the album Sunshine and Rain? Is that the original recording, or did you do it later? It's the original recording that I decided to put on at the end of the live Sunshine and Rain album because it it has it certainly has its part in 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 the reason behind why I have written these songs because. If it wasn't for the competition, if I didn't make it in time, if I didn't hadn't entered in time, then I don't think I would have spent a hundred thousand dollars over the decades in writing anything and recording anything. Um, I don't say that to boast, but that was a key moment. But the most intimate part was that during the recording of Blue Skies in Beck's studio, and I was in a recording booth, I enjoyed that experience so much that I prayed midway through when there was a pause in the recording. And I asked God that if it was his will that I record more songs and praise to his glory in the future and for him to make possible the means whereby I could record those songs. And I asked him to give me more opportunities in the future. And as you have seen, I have had those opportunities. And I'm delighted to say after a 20 year gap since In the Light, not counting the attempt I made in 2014-15, not counting that one, 20 years ago since In the Light, I am now in the process of recording my sixth album, um, the title will be revealed, which I am absolutely ecstatic about. It seems to me to be at a completely different level, a completely higher level in, in many ways. Not only the music, these, the lyrics that God has inspired me to write. It is definitely, I feel, a huge, huge leap forward. And I am just filled with joy and happiness and I hope that people will when when it's out and finished God willing by May next year I hope people will support it because I think it is something special and I give God the credit for it for for bringing it about I just want people to know that God is the one that's providing this music for people as with this world is entering a very, very difficult, dangerous time. And I hope these songs will give us all a hope and of the future to come and the kingdom of God that is on the horizon. And we must discern the time. We must see the times that we're living in and recognize also that God has done something special here in enabling me to write these songs and I'm I'm delighted for somebody to, like yourself Vic to actually be interested in this because it hasn't always been the case I haven't it may seem what's been each album has been just straightforward and easy to make that certainly has not been the case Cer certainly Sonia our life our lives are not straightforward, you know. They're filled with hills and valleys, and you know we find different coping mechanisms for that. And I just feel like 
God has used you with your music to really reach into the hearts of uh, of people like like myself. I'm thinking of some of the songs that really have made uh, a deep impression on me, like the opening song that we had here, "O Lord, Who Shall Abide." That's the second most popular psalm in the Psalms, and uh, it's the title of a sermon that I've given a number of times, including at the Feast of Tabernacles, because it really speaks to who will be in the kingdom of God, who shall abide in your holy hill, and so who shall dwell upon your holy hill. And you do such a beautiful job, you know, with with that song, and the, the mood, the the feeling is, is there. Also, your Psalm 51 about asking for, for forgiveness, that is so well done. It, it just really is, is just very beautifully done. Also, the, about the kingdom coming, I don't want to incorrectly <laughs> name the songs off here, but I, I just know that I listen to them and I have what I need for the moment, whether it's comfort, whether it's encouragement, whether it's hope, it's there. And so we really do appreciate that. We talk about the songs that you have written from the very beginning, from your Sunshine and Rain album. Actually, there's uh, uh, some songs there that I really, really like. I'm sure that different people would probably uh, have a different playlist of, of their favorites. Well, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You've got a playlist. Um, and I think, yes, everyone would have different, a different you know, leaning towards different songs. But that's the thing. And I, I don't, I don't think, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I don't think my each song sounds the same as another song. And even with this new album, these songs are very distinct. And I don't write according to a certain pattern, so to speak, you know, like you go online, you say, how do you, how do you write a song? And it might say two verses and a chorus. I do not write that way. I just write it as I feel the song needs it with the kind of the, the, the rhyme in certain places and so forth. And I just sing and I play the guitar and I sing. And, I, and if something really sounds lovely to me, I will just, I just remember it. I'll just remember it. And then I just add to that and so forth. But you mentioned A New World and you mentioned um, you had a favourite on there about you know the song that i wrote uh, about repentance that's interesting to me because i, I don't think I, you know that is an important thing and that was a real it was a real struggle for me to do that album um it was done in a, in a very short space of time with a very limited bu uh, budget but repentance that is a, an important aspect I, one reason why I did my Vision of Truth album in 2014-15 was because I, I came to think that I had neglected the gift that God had given me since 2003, the In the Light album. I had, and I had to repent of letting that gift dwindle. But, um, but I had to repent, and so I did dedicate myself to learning a program called Garage Band that was on a new computer that I bought which happened to be on there and I started working with that and um, I started to try to record uh, my new songs myself and I spent hours and days and it, it was a, a year-long project and for me I 
you know, I, I felt like I did my best. I knew it wasn't perfect. I didn't think that it was, there weren't many lyrics to it. I think some people perhaps didn't like that very much and so forth. But for me, it was important because it showed God that I was willing to put in the time, the money and the effort into doing that day and night. To me, that's a special album, though it, it wasn't really well received, but it has its place. And the experience that I had in doing that has definitely helped me in this new album, number six. Well, I know that In the Light was inter inter interesting to me because you talk about collaborating with Jeff Robertson, who I know in, in the Australia's have met him on a couple of occasions on visits to Australia. And here you were working with him and recording it in Brisbane. That was very interesting to me. Well, Jeff, Jeff Robertson is a very fine musician and has a, a won awards for jingles in the past. I remember he said that to me at college. Jeff actually performed with me on the Sunshine and Rain album, um, along with Tom Crabb. Tom Crabb is a, another musician that many might know. Um, he, Tom Crabb has performed with me on two albums. He was very instrumental uh, in helping me produce A Time for Everything in Canada in 1991. Um, but yes, I mean, between us, we do, we do know a lot of these people. And yeah, and, and certainly In the Light has been very popular. And Jeff did some beautiful arrangements on that. Yeah, it's really been fascinating to me. Like I said, the people that have crossed the paths in your life and, and in my life and the life of so many of us that were part of the Ambassador College culture, you know, in, in its time, uh, we were all kind of at the same time uh, in the Worldwide Church of God. And it was, uh, I feel, a very distinct period in our molding our values. And it's just good to be able to reconnect with people as they do. Well, certainly, I mean, well, it is wonderful to reconnect with people. Certainly the Ambassador College experience was one of the highlights of my life. And, uh, the people that I met there and so forth, the experiences that I had uh, were just absolutely wonderful. And I went during the time of 1977 to 1984. I recorded Sunshine and Rain in the last year. I was, well a year after I graduated, actually. I graduated on the 13th of May, 1983, and on the 14th of May, 1984, I was in a studio recording my first live album. Um, as I said, Tom Crabb was there, and Jeff Robertson was there, was, was there also, um, along with other musicians, uh, many of whom were students or graduates of the college. So that's a special album. It was a wonderful thing, the finished cassette, was in my hands the very day I left the States on the 17th of July in 1984. And um, that was wonderful to finish my first album. Then uh, I would like to hear more about your album that you recorded in Canada, your number three album, The Time for Everything. That was intriguing to me too. Well, A Time for Everything, yes, that, that, that was released in 1991. Um, I received a, a letter from somebody, uh, from uh, Bob, uh, Bertuzzi in Canada. He's a drummer, a musician, a teacher. Uh, he said he, he had a friend, musician, who was offering me use of a free home studio during a certain period of time. Well, I resigned from Ambassador Publishing, Elstree House, 
um, to go to go over and accept that proposal. However, oh, and I did invite Tom Crabb to come along, and I was supported also at that time by uh, a, a very good friend of mine, Ron Mags from Toronto. Anyway, I went to the studio, and um, unfortunately, it, it did lack some basic recording equipment and um, I tried to work it out there but in the end I decided no I, I would have to spend thousands to spend thousands of dollars I say dollars because most of the people listening here were probably Americans but thousands of pounds in in paying for a rec recording studio and I <clears throat> I booked up the Woodbend uh, studio uh, in Edmonton and uh, I was given great hospitality by the Barents, who many will know at that time. Yeah, he was a fas it was fascinating. But the interesting thing about that was the date that we started, I started recording at Woodbend Studio, happened to be April the 22nd. Now, April the 22nd was the day that I wrote my first song, Blue Skies, and that was 14 years earlier. So, again, I saw, not necessarily at the time, but when I thought back and I looked at the dates, I was amazed that I was in a studio 14 years exactly after Blue Skies. Anyway, so I found that interesting. Yeah, that was interesting when you mentioned Edmonton. Uh, I know the Barents very, very well, Bob and Valerie uh, Barents, and also their two sons, and knew their daughter, Kathy, as, uh, as well. And I was wondering if you had connected with them, and you certainly had. But Bob Barent, who has now retired in the ministry, has been a very, very close friend of mine, and we communicate uh, with a certain regularity. Well, yes, it was wonderful. They, they were very hospitable to me. Alice Negrider was a very good friend of mine from from college days. She was a young ambassador and as I was also a young ambassador uh, for a short time, 77 to 78. So we overlapped and we had a lot in common, but I'll, I'll never forget their kind, warm hospitality uh, of that time. It was really special. And on that album, I did involve some of the, um, some vocalists from the Edmonton church in the area. I thought that would be nice to have a choir of, of, of people there and um, so that was something different incredible memories of that time and as I say Tom Crabb helped me a great deal uh, coming along and also being a co-sound engineer and a bass player as long as being a drummer and so forth and so you know so with each album that I did the sunshine and rain 84 new world 87 88 time for everything 91 of course there were a lot of um a lot of changes doctrinally in the church of god the worldwide church of god at that time um a time for everything um yes it was it was a time of change and it's interesting that um you know from that letter from robert Bertuzzi that initiated me going over there and I certainly didn't want to return back to London saying you know thinking well I didn't do anything I resigned from uh, I resigned f uh, f from work for nothing anyway I still have a lot of stock of the time for everything so that's a 30 year old album but I still have original stock then okay well that's good to know you know this 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 uh 
background information is very, very, very useful. I mean, I could just comment here about what people have said uh, about about your music. I think it's important, these testimonials. I mean, I can't believe which is how uh, eloquent they are. I can't tell you how much I am enjoying the CD. I just can't stop listening, says one person. And here's one that is really one that I feel affects us and, and even me. Your music is mending my heart and growing in me a desire to sing God's praises all day long. I thank God for you. Then another one, thank you a million times over for sharing the exceptional songs, great instrumentation, and the CDs which we, you are making available. And then if you are looking for music that gives God glory, lift up your soul and you will sing a lifetime. Buy her CDs, <laughs> says another person. So uh, I, I can't, I guess I can't shout that enough. I, you've, you've made a very, very special uh, impression upon uh, upon uh, so many like myself. Uh, is there anything else? Well, uh, just like to say, maybe just end with saying that going back to the blue skies, the LP that Giovanni Correa produced, he titled One Day. And I just want to take listeners back to what my teacher told me years, years ago, around 1974. She said, perhaps you'll make her record one day, Sonia. So I thought that was interesting. And I'd like to close with that. Well, oh, well, my website is at www.soniaking.com dot info if people would like to order any of the albums that i have left in stock i would be very grateful and um, as i say if people could support the new album when it's released hopefully god willing by may of next year i would be grateful as i said earlier um Vic, if people listening have the ability or they want to sing praises and write songs men women children do so because God really pays attention. He really does enjoy to hear us sing his praises and let us do that more and more as this world draws to a close. Who shall abide in your tabernacle? Lord, who shall dwell on your hill? Who shall abide on the holy mountain? Tell me, O oh Lord, if you will. Who shall abide? Who shall abide? Who shall abide on your holy hill? Who shall abide? Who shall abide? Who shall abide on your hill? his heart. He who fears the Lord his God, who never takes a bribe, who shall abide, who shall abide, who shall abide on your holy hill, who shall abide, who shall abide, He who does just what he says 
Teach me that I may learn to do 